Good morning, brethren. Go ahead and start turning in your scripture to Psalm 108. I am already going to praise God this morning because I was wondering how much what I had to say would fit in or not fit in, and the Lord's already decided to, to make it very easy for me. If you want to know the song that I was singing to myself on the way here, it was the song we just sang. I want to get you excited today. I want you to be excited about this coming year. I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about this psalm before we start, just to help you have it in your mind as you read it. And I'm going to thank, even though he's long gone on to his reward, Charles Spurgeon, for the way that he described this psalm. Because going into it, I had lots of things I wanted to say. I, I, I already liked the psalm. I picked the song. But I started reading what he had to say, and it gave it a new light for me that was beneficial. The words that he used to describe this psalm and what I want to convey to you is that this was the morning psalm of a warrior going to war. And I want this to be a vision for you for 2020. Amen. Because this can be valuable to you. Let's go ahead and read the psalm. Psalm 108. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Amen. Awake, psaltery, and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Amen. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth, Amen. that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and mete out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. And Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Over Philistia will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, who hast cast us off? And wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our hosts? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Right. Through God we shall do valiantly, Amen. for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Amen. Amen. If these words are familiar, it's because the first half of the psalm appears at the end of Psalm 57, and the second half of the psalm appears at the end of Psalm 60. So you would have seen these words elsewhere. Is God redundant? Does he waste time writing things a second time when it doesn't matter? No. He put these words with a few minor changes together again in a different way because he wanted to convey a point. Let's see what the Lord has for us. And thinking about this being a king, this being David preparing to go out to war, 2020 is in front of us. You know, we're a little way into it, but it's in front of us. We have a war to fight. That war will come in many different forms. Will it be against outside opposition? In whatever way. Will it be struggles in our job? Will it be struggles in our health? Will it be struggles with our own flesh? We have a war to fight. God calls us to fight. If you are not fighting in this year, you've already surrendered. You have already given up. I want you to see how David approached warfare. He got up early in the morning, and he started with praise, and then he told God what he was going to do and how he was going to trust him. The first five verses are him giving praise and thanks to God. 
Then six through the end is his prayer to God and his commitment of what he was going to do. Again, know the context. He's getting ready for war. I mean, he describes the second half as him going to war. How does he start? Oh God, my heart is fixed. He's not worried. He's not, he's not perplexed. He's not concerned about the responsibilities he has in front of him. He starts out with, God, my heart is fixed. Right. I know what I have to do. I know my job. I'm a king. I have to make war. I know that I have things to pursue for your namesake and for your kingdom. He's not questioning. He's not doubting. He's not, he's not shaking about it. He's ready to go because his heart is fixed on God. Right. And what does he do in response to that? I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Immediately, though facing future trouble and combat, he starts with glorifying God. In fact, he starts in verse 2, Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. Before I do anything else, let's go. Let's praise God. Hey. Let's talk about how wonderful he is. Amen. Let's start there. I'm up first thing in the morning. I've got a busy day ahead of me. I've got a busy year ahead of me. I've got a busy battle season ahead of me. It doesn't matter which one. I'm going to praise God first. I'm up early, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it with my might. I'm going to exercise my glory. I'm going to use my mind, my ability, and my tongue to praise God. And you know what? This being in the Old Testament, he's like, that's not good enough. I'll do it with instrumentation too. Everyone else needs to hear that I'm praising God. I'm going to be busy about that first thing. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. He's not doing it quietly in his room. He's not doing it in his car. He's doing it in front of others because God is deserving of honor and glory to everyone. He doesn't just do it among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. Well, how many, how many other nations loved God? None. So he's saying, I don't care who hears. I don't care if it's the enemies of God who don't love him. I'm going to sing praise to him anyway. Right. He's unafraid to praise God all the time. Why? For his mercy yeah. is great above the heavens. How far do the heavens stretch? We don't have a calculation for that. I mean, some would say that there might be a limitation to it, but we can't measure it. How great is God's mercy? It's above that. It goes beyond what we are capable of understanding. And thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. The knowledge and goodness and truth of the Lord is, again, it's above us. It's high above us. It's beyond the clouds. You know, these days we can reach above the clouds if we work really hard at it with machines. But, you know, God's truth is up there anyway, and it's always been there. That's how great he is. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. It's not just, I know that you are good that way. I want you to know that I put you there. I want to speak to others so that they know God's grace, God's mercy is beyond anything I can speak of. Yes. And thy glory above all the earth. I want everyone to know your glory. Yes. Yes. And notice it, this sentence, even though the praise stops here specifically, he doesn't end the sentence with a period. He, he's telling us why he's taking his actions, that thy beloved may be delivered. Lord, I'm praising you because I know I need your help. Hear my praise because I need you. Save me with thy right hand and answer me. He turns immediately to God, I need you. I know I need you. Okay, I'm a king. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I can do all these things, but I need you. I need you to deliver me. 
God has spoken in his holiness. He knows already God's told him to do a job. God says, you are the king of Israel. Go out and be king. Run this nation correctly. Put aside my enemies, my people's enemies. So God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. He had work to do. He's going to rejoice in that work. He is a battle to fight. He's going to praise God in it. I will divide Shechem and mete out the valley of Succoth. How much doubt is there in David's statement? I'm going to do it. God told me to do it. I'll do it. It doesn't matter what the opposition is. It doesn't matter who the enemy is. God told him to do it, so he's going to do it. And he has faith that it will be done because God told him to do it. And then he remembers the work of God already. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. If you remember the beginning of the reign of David, well, after he was already pursued for years by Saul, so he was anointed king, didn't get to be king for years because he was chased. But then most of the kingdom didn't even follow him. He had to wait for that all to be settled because there were still those who opposed him. And he looks back and says, hey, all these places weren't mine to begin with. God's given them to me. How can I be afraid to move forward? Because God's already accomplished so much for me. He has Gilead and Manasseh and Ephraim and Judah all under his kingdom now. So he praises God for that. And this is where I want to apply it to us, starting in verse 9. Moab is my wash pot. Over Edom will I cast my shoe. Over Philistia will I triumph. Were these small things? Were these nations nobodies? Or were they enemies that at times persecuted and ruled over Israel? They were significant, strong enemy nations. David isn't concerned. David says, I know the power of God. They're nothing. I am not afraid at all of any opposition that I face. And let's apply this to us. What do you face? Some of us face serious things. There are serious health issues. There is serious opposition from outside our congregation. There's serious distress in some of our souls. What is that to Moab? Is it, you know, I have pain. I, I, have, I have distress. I have sorrow. That might as well be Moab. It might as well be Edom. It might as well be Philistia. God can make you triumph. Yeah. Approach the troubles of this year. Approach the struggles that you have with confidence. Because right. God can make you triumph. David's, David's not concerned. He doesn't care that they're enemies for hundreds of years. It doesn't matter. They are a joke to him. A literal joke. I, I throw my shoe at them. I disrespect them so much that, you know, how much do you fear somebody that you're throwing your shoe at? Because, you know, you can't run away very well when your shoe has been thrown over at the other person. You're not afraid at all. You're saying, hey, hey, you're a joke. Have that. That's how much he didn't care because he believed in God's power. And he follows it up. I mean, be honest, he's going he's gonna to make a question here because it matters. Who is going to bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Edom was in the mountains. It had fortresses, tall and mighty, which if you look at the rest of the Bible, they bragged about and they thought they were great. And God promised to tear them down. But who's going to take him? It's God. David says, I know I have, I have Edom to fight. And you know what? That's a big problem. Who's going to lead me? Wilt not thou, O God, who has cast us off? And wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our hosts? He says, God, you're going to be with us. It doesn't matter if it's even the biggest problem out there. You're with us. We can succeed. Give us help from trouble. 
for vain is the help of man. He makes it very clear what he's thinking. It doesn't matter about the number of his army. It doesn't matter about all the strong and mighty men that could defeat giants and beat armies single-handedly. He's not looking at that. He knows that they're all vain. He's trusting in God's strength. Through God, we shall do valiantly. There's no question. There's no doubt. It's calm, courage, and readiness to go. For, it, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Brethren, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for 2020. I'm excited. Let opposition come. Let there be distress. Let there be trouble. Let there be war. Let there be war in my own soul. Because you know what? That's the greatest enemy that any of us are going to face, is our own soul not wanting to do what we're supposed to do. Through God, we shall do valiantly. Amen. Are you ready? Are you stirred up? Be stirred up. Look at the words right. of David here. He got up early in the morning and was ready to go fight. That's right. He started by praising God, and then he went and he did it. And guess what? David accomplished it because he trusted God this way. Can we trust God this way? It's not us. It's not our strength. It's not the strength of anyone else. It's God that does it for us. But can we have this valiance in the face of opposition? For he shall tread down our enemies. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what enemy we face. It's God who gives us strength. Let's go. Let's run. Let's fight. Let's win.